episode 229 of the Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral podcast. Welcome to the show. How are you today? It's Monday. Beautiful, warm, sunny day here in LA. My name is Eddie Cohn. I'm the host, creator of the show. Very brief intro as I welcome Troy Akers back onto the show, or his moniker is known as Bandit Heart. That's his band name, quote unquote. So I'll call him Troy for this intro, uh, but he's also known as Bandit Heart, uh, the name of his band, or again, the name of his moniker. So he has some new music that has come out over the last couple months. He's been on the show before, but as you probably know by now, if you've been listening to my show, I love to talk about the arts and creativity and the process of creation. My show sort of evolved out of my confusion and curiosity around social media and technology and how social media and technology has not only impacted our lives, but also impacted specifically the creative process. So I wanted to hear from Troy about his new music, his new songs, and this process of going back into the studio because it's been a few years since he's made some music. So I'm thrilled to welcome him back onto the show. I've been in the midst of making some new music myself. So this topic of creation and making music is really not only personal to me, but something I'm really passionate about. So I hope you enjoy the show. You can find Troy or his moniker Bandit Heart, of course, on Spotify, iTunes. He has music videos. He's on Instagram. Again, I'm a huge fan. I think the music is fantastic. I think the really cool thing also is that he's released these demos, quote unquote, where it's just him on the piano performing these songs. So we dive in and talk about the new record or the new music, uh, a possible record that will be coming out maybe later this year or next. We talk about his creative process, about going back into the studio, and of course, all the music on today's episode is by Bandit Heart. So if you enjoy the show, be incredibly helpful. If you share it with your friends, I would absolutely love that. Maybe head over to iTunes or Google Play, write a review or give it a five star. I've got an incredible library of episodes with some amazing guests, so definitely go back and listen. And I'm feeling inspired recently to talk about creativity and finding quiet space, finding quiet time, really turning off the noise so we as artists can tune into those thoughts, those feelings, those places where we create from. So I've been recording a lot of episodes about that topic over the last six weeks or so. So definitely dive back in. And I hope you enjoy the episode. Troy, thanks so much. I truly appreciate you taking the time to be on the show for a second time. And thanks to all of you for listening, supporting, being a part of the Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral podcast. Insane. 
I was listening to a fire and uh, the door, and it's funny. Uh, I w- well, I was listening to. I just picked up some dinner, and there was this ambulance blaring right by me, and um, fire was on, and I felt like I was watching a TV show or a movie. I was like, man, this this it, it's just it's a great song, but when you had like that added element of the of the ambulance driving right by mm-hmm. me and the loud siren, I, I was kind of. It's kind of getting it, getting some chills happening. It was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. That that song's very palpable. Every song is palpable right now. Like every song that we're recording just has like a magical thing with it. Yeah. I don't know. It's so, interesting. How, I mean, I, I want to backtrack a bit, but just how does it how does it feel just right now to to have music, new music that's that's out? Because I think. It's been a long time, so it's it's got yeah. just give, give me all the emotional content that's going <laughs> on in your in your heart and your head. Yeah, like I came from a very awful two and a half years. Like COVID really broke me. Yeah, and I was transitioning my life actually to move out of the country and move overseas, like full time, like permanently, to do um, quote unquote humanitarian work. And COVID pretty much ended that for me. Um, it was basically, I tried five times to make it happen. And every single time the door closed and I had literally, um, really thought I was like, if I really want to give my life to doing this kind of work, I need to give up music. Cause like, that's like my other passion, my other joy, my other heart. But I was so riddled with anxiety during COVID that I sat across from my piano every day and never wrote on it like I probably wrote two songs in the two years of like extreme COVID yeah and uh both of those songs I have now recorded but I was so dry and I I came from a time before that where I was writing all the time and recording and um I thought I was just done but I gave up deciding to move the beginning of last year after a lot of therapy and just knowing what the anxiety was doing to my body yeah. And so and so when I gave that up, um I had all this empty space of like just freedom and like I could open my arms and I could be as big as I want to be, as small as I want to be and not feel constrained. And probably last May, I think I just kept hearing about what my buddy was doing outside of town uh at his new studio and I was like, "You know, I should just book a couple of dates, uh-huh. you know? And well, what, what were you hearing? Uh, some friends of mine were recording out there. Uh, okay. My friend Majeska is a solo artist in town and uh, this other band in town, Bad Culture. Um, and my friend is the one who was, you know, he, he's producing it and running the studio and everything. And I, I just thought, you know, if I'm going to try to see if music is still in me, I should find a friend. Yeah. Um, and he was that for me, you know, and it really took the first day of recording. The first the first song we recorded was The Door, and that was in July of last year, 2022. And every time we've recorded, we've made a whole song completed in two days time. Wow. The first the first day we did The Door, he had this just skeleton of how he was envisioning the song with the reference that I gave him. Every song that we're recording, we have a reference for it. Well, what's really cool, like, um, 
and there's some things that you mentioned, but what I really like that you've done with these releases is that, is that you've actually included the demos. I wish I could break in like a robber on the run and take all you took from me. I wish I could shake like an earthquake in LA. That's what's so magical about music production and mysterious because, you know, I, I'm just strumming on my guitar and mm-hmm. I'm coming up with these songs and I, I'm pretty sure they, they, they hold on their own, but mm-hmm. I, I love expanding them and making them these bigger band productions. And I think in your case, it's, 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 I think if you're not a musician, you're not a music producer, they're just cool because they're these these two versions of them. But I think if you yeah. if you are a music producer or if you are curious about, you know, how do you take this this piece of work and then it suddenly becomes becomes this bigger thing and they're both great and right. right. But I think you've really sort of not to use the title of your song, but you've sort of opened up the door about like what it you know, where it all started from and what it became. I think that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I like the transparency of it. And I also think there is something really special about how a song is born. Mm-hmm. And there's something that there's something that no matter what, if you have captured it on tape or on your phone, you can never, even if you try so hard, capture that initial moment of the spark of a new song when it's created. Yeah. And I think it's I think it's cool if you have the tracings of it to include it because to me, I still hear those demos. I still hear the fire demo, and it is like experiencing a different song than hearing the full version of it, you know. And same for good enough for you. Like, I can close my eyes and know where I was when I was re- like singing into my phone in GarageBand. Hmm. And now all of the songs that I'm doing mean something totally different to me because I'm I'm rewriting them as we record. If I think it needs to be rewritten, so it's kind of like a map that I'm leaving for myself of like, this is where, this is where you were then. And this is when this song found you again, what you turned it into and like what you've added from what's happening in your life right now. If this was just a game, we'll just say it was what it was. But I don't know if I'm strong enough. I don't know if I'm strong. on a podcast a few weeks ago and and the host was asking me this question because he didn't quite understand why it takes artists very often so long to make a record Mm -hmm. and I think you kind of hinted at it a little bit but 
I think you said something about being like feeling free, having this mm-hmm. headspace, and and it's it's strange. It's like there's some artists, and there's no better way than others. Some artists, I think, work in a very sort of disciplinarian style where it's like artist way. I'm going to write every morning for two hours, um, and if something evolves out of that, great. Yeah, and I you know I I work like that occasionally, but I think. Similarly to you, just in your example, there does need to be sort of this open field. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, work can't be stressful or, or, but then again, I guess, you know, sometimes anxiety can inspire art as well. Yeah. But I, sure. st- but I still think there's sort of like a certain headspace. And I guess you said freedom that I think obviously you weren't feeling until, do you know, like, can you explain yeah. like what switched or, you know, or, or maybe you just were like, that's it. I got to start writing. It really was the several things happened last year. I feel like where I just started to experience life again in a way that I hadn't before COVID and maybe even before, like I was a kid, Yeah. like in a lot of ways right now, I just told somebody tonight, I feel 15 again because I think I have opened myself up to some experiences this year of just feeling fully present yeah. in my life. Um, and normal things like relationships, um, being outside, uh, experiencing the sunset, you know, and those songs that I have like started to pull out of, you know, my book were written in moments of those kind of feelings, I think. And those are the ones that are sparking me, you know, but I don't think they would be ready to be recorded unless I was in the headspace I was in now. Yeah. Because there have been some of these songs. A a few of these songs are probably one song is 10 years old. I was in the co when I wrote it Hmm. and I never showed it to anybody because I just thought no one would like it. So, you know, the evolution of that. And then, um, just some other songs were love songs that were always on the list, but for some reason they just met, never made the next up, you know? Yeah. And I, I was able to take them and, and reimagine them for now, you know? So I think that's another reason why I like to include the demo, because if you listen to the, the original version of The Door and the current version, you'll know what I'm talking about. Like, those... Like there's a whole verse that's changed, you know? Yeah. So I think it's really cool to show the evolution of something. Like we shouldn't hide behind anything as artists because I told a friend the other day, you know, it's such a gift to be a musician and an artist because we get to pull these emotions and feelings and experiences out of us in a way that not everyone can do, you know? Yeah. We get to put, we get to put music to it. We get to add a symphony to that love song you know and not everyone can do that so we should really hold that in high regard and so i think it's neat to show the the different levels that it is in you know so like i'm i think around 2018 or or maybe 19 but that that's sort of when you last released some, some music i believe correct it was the last music i released was in uh the summer of 2020 Okay. So yeah, pretty close to that. Uh-huh. Um, and that was material that I'd recorded the year before anyways. Okay. You know? 
Now, did you? It's weird. Like I feel every time I finish a record and I put it out, I feel immense joy, but I also feel a little depressed because yeah. I've been sort of like working <laughs> on something for so long, and then it's it's sure. it's done. And 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 I honestly, you know, I don't know when the next thing is going to happen. So, uh, how how did you feel then? Do you remember? Like, were you sort of kind of excited to start doing music again, or do you remember? Do I remember when I put those out in 2020? Yeah, like was was there mm-hmm. was were you sort of on this roll of let's speak, let's do another let's keep going or or no? To you be know. honest, to be honest, the last song I put out was I think in August, and it's a song called Fly, mm-hmm. and it's literally about floating away from Earth and wondering what it would be like to leave that in a non like death way, just to like if you could get in a, a spaceship or a balloon and just float away, and wherever you floated to, you would be fine would you would would you do it if someone was like would you want to do this yeah and it was literally kind of like my kiss goodbye like to music i think this is probably it for me i have all these songs that i have never recorded but i want to or i have all these songs i've recorded I've, I've, i've written but i don't know if i want to record them and i truly thought that was the last stuff i was going to put out i had no idea i was going to start doing music again yeah i really thought it was done so how does it, you know, you, how does, how do you feel right now? And I guess my, my, my angle here is I'm, I'm, I'm making a record right now and I'm enjoying it so much. And I think I'm realizing making it is the best part of the process. And I guess I'm, I, I guess I'm saying that because I think it's, it's just, it's I, let me try and focus myself. I make music for me. Mm-hmm. Like it's how I get through my, my day, my year, my life and deal with anxiety, the sort of the tumultuous emotionality of the world. But of course I want people to hear it and, mm-hmm. and, and vibe with it. Um, but when it's done, then I have to put a lot of energy into sort of like getting it out there and posting this yeah. and that and doing that. And, and, you know, I, I get conflicted and it's it's like a different headspace. So, I mean, you're still in it making music, but you're also releasing it. So, you know, just sort of explain emotionally how you're feeling right yeah. now. I think I've, I also feel very alive. Um, it feels weird to like look at the, you know, the master playlist and see these other songs that aren't out yet and think about the ones that are. And it's it would be really easy for me to have this like preconceived notion that like I think I want a certain song to do a certain way, yeah. And so I, and so I want to hold on to it. Like there's a few songs still right now. If I listen, if I look at the list, that I'm like, I don't want to put that out yet. Like that's the one, you know. Like that's the that's the one that I just keep listening to on my own. And there's a sweet space right now of I've given some information out you know but there's still this intimacy of a project with that you're working on or you know songs are completed that you're like okay when i did that that changed my world i I just hope it does that for at least one other person you know yeah so i feel very uh excited and i think i'm learning that every song has its own life and i have to trust that i'm going to continue to make music 
And so if I can trust that, then I can feel comfortable releasing these songs and just saying they are, they were mine. Now they're yours, you know? Yeah. Cause they are for me about experiences and I want to create a, a world within four minutes where people are inside of that, you know? Yeah. Well, it's weird. I feel like we all, um, I'm potentially generalizing here, but I feel like we all think our songs are great hits or, or like millions of people are going to listen to them. So mm. I, I think there's like a strange pressure we put on ourselves in the process of we want greatness, I think. And, yeah. And, and because, I don't know, maybe there are those voices in our head where we think a million or five million people are going to listen and stream and ta or Taylor Swift is going to listen to it and be like, gosh, Troy, I want to write some music with you. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. Is it, is, is it healthy to think that way? Is that I, th I think so, but I think you also need to sort of... I think one thing I'm realizing also is that like write a song, record it, but then just keep keep making more because it's sort of yeah. like it helps me let go of having too much of a connection with them. In a healthy yeah. way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think I've just started to believe that there is a reason that any song ever comes to you. And you should never be so stingy to just keep it to yourself. And I've been surprised before about things that I thought would go one way and then went the other. You know, And I think I want to stay in this headspace now because I've come from a background of wanting to have this desire to be excellent and like being the best and everything. And it leaves you empty. Yeah. And I think I want to be in that place of, I feel so alive that I had to create this song and I feel so alive that I want to share it with you. Not because I want the accolade for it. Yes. I want to be, I want to make this a living. I want to make it something where I can just do it and not have to worry about the confines of like, you know, expenses or anything, but I want to stay in that space of just pure expression because I, I, I've seen it be tainted in my own writing before, my own way of thinking about music, that I just could never go back there or I would stop doing it. different in the studio now than you were you know three four years ago it's way more concentrated mm -hmm. so and one i'm working with one producer that's totally different than who i've ever worked with before um our schedule is different you know i go out there for two days essentially i go out there you know i get there at 1 p.m on a wednesday we do the instrumentation until about you know six or seven p.m he gives me the track, I rewrite what I need to rewrite, and the next morning at nine we do vocals, and then we call it a day. So in the past, I was maybe working on one song for sometimes four months. Yeah. You know, and you get in and out of that, and you, you start to forget the whole point that you were doing, you know? So I get so immersed in these songs now that 
it's like each song to me is a color and every time i go out to the studio sometimes it'll be like a really happy time and sometimes because of the song or the or what we've used to record with makes me go to this place that just feels a little dark and i'm like okay this is just the song and i'm gonna just soak it in i'm just gonna be here for it like i have one song that right now will end the record and it is it's so insanely beautiful to listen to and it's so hard to listen to because i know what was going on when we were recording it and like how that made me feel you know yeah so it's very concentrated this time that's the biggest difference i was asked about lyric writing and i read jeff tweedy's memoir many years ago and i I read liz fairs and because the way that I'll, I'll write lyrics, um, typically, like I get my guitar or the piano and, and I'll come up with a groove or, or something on the guitar or piano. Maybe a drum loop's happening. Um, yeah. But I'll, you know, I'll be like, nah, 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 and like sort of the mumbles, like I, I'm just trying to get the melody to go over the guitar or the piano. But I'll try and like mumble words or something. Mm-hmm. And then I'll listen back and I'll, I'll sort of like get words out of there and then maybe I'll fill in some words with what I think the song is starting to be about. And, yeah. and how was, how was your lyrical process? It's been pretty neat this time. This has been different and I've never done this before, but basically I know what I'm recording while I'm recording the song before that one. So I already know what I'm recording the next time I go out there in April right now. Mm-hmm. And I just I listen to the demo of that song. Maybe this is why the demos are included. I listen to the demo of that song all the time the week before recording. And I fill in blanks of words that are lines that don't make sense to me. I sing parts that I hear an instrument playing and I record it. So by the time I get to the studio, I have all these like things. I'm like, okay. This is the baseline of the song, but these are all these things I want to try. Um, like, there's a part in Fire uh, at the end, right at the crux of the chorus, and there's a vocal line that's going, and I was literally just at the coffee shop listening to the demo one day, and that just part just came into my mind like as I was listening to the chorus. And I sang it to my phone. I'm like, we got to put that on the, you know, the track. So it kind of just absorbed the the song. Yeah. So it is it is very concentrated. Um, and I don't feel this pressure to like think about what the next song will be and be like, well, that makes sense with this song, because I think I just trust that it will because of who I am right now and what I'm doing and how I'm doing it. And so I think the songs are just matchmaking themselves, you know. And there's a few new songs I've written you know, this year that fit in with it, oddly enough, you know? So I've never done it this way before, I guess. Yeah. Do you feel like you're in a sort of a flow state right now? Yeah. I had somebody ask me the other day, like, when are you going to start playing shows? And I was like, honestly, I've been in this recording mode since last July and I don't want to leave it yet. Yeah. What's the point? What's the point of doing that? What benefit would I have, you know? Um, I just don't want to right now. Like I feel, I do feel like I'm in a flow state. Yeah. It feels very peaceful. It feels very steady. 
You made a point about how it's like you just you go in, record the songs, like potentially close to being done in a few days. Um, I'm I'm sort of paraphrasing what you said. So it's it's yeah. weird. It's weird. Like there is something to be said also though about like like we just recorded electric guitars a week ago for a song, but I like to wait a good week to ten days before I listen back to what he did. Because mm-hmm. when I'm in the studio that day, everything sounds incredible because, you know, yeah. we're like searching and sculpting the song. But I don't want to – I need like a good 7 to 14 days before I listen to it. So it's it's weird. It's like – it's I guess both work. It's You know, you kind of want to force it or rush it a bit or just like get in that zone, record it, move on and go to the next one. But mm-hmm. there is sort of a slow-paced nature that I sort of cra- yeah. crave also. And it, so it's definitely something that between the two of us, me and him create because his model for how he views, you know, his, what he charges to record is based off of the song. It's not based off of per day, you mm. know? So it's not like you get two days for this amount of money. Yeah. Um, he's all, we've always said like, Hey, if this song, if we think it's going to take, you know, four more days or like another week, like, it's going to do it, but something about what we're doing every time so far has either taken two days to record a song, and one time it took one day, and that's the song that I like is my baby. Yeah. So it's very strange. Like every time we go in, we're like, all right, me, I honestly think in my head, maybe this is the time that like we're going to get stuck. We're going to do the song, and we're going to get somewhere, and we're going to get stuck. So that's the freaky thing about it is there's not there's not a rule to it that we're doing of like okay two days every song it's just it's just happening that yeah. way and one time it happened in one day and it, I don't know how that you know it doesn't make sense to me <laughs> yeah to me that's a really I, but that's really sensitive of the producer to look at the at the songs as sort of an entity as opposed to okay you have my space for a day and i think yeah. a lot, i think more producers are probably working that way but i do think or maybe not but but i do think there was such a level of pressure with these expensive studios and like today's vocal day and and you know that just adds pressure and anxiety and i think yeah. you know the song kind of I, I just like the way that you were explaining that you know it has mm-hmm. its, it has its life it, and it really lets all of my muscles relax. It lets me be there, present, and it lets me be in the song. Because we really will try everything until we feel like we should step back and listen to it and see if it, it's it's there, you know? Yeah. So it's cool because I can, list, I can tell a story about every song that we've done so far. Like I know, I'm, I feel like I've been more in the moment as it's being born because of that I wish I could shake like an earthquake in LA and drive you away like James Dean tell me um, about the, I'm, I'm not going to remember it exactly but earthquake in LA something about yeah. something about James Dean just, just yeah. You probably say the line to me, and then what? What do you remember? How you came up with that, or just did it sound cool? Because it sounds great. Yeah, I it's, wish I could shake like an earthquake in there LA. We go. Yeah, and drive you away like James Dean, but I don't even know what that means. Right. Um, 
I remember listening a lot to the National. Sure. When I wrote that song, uh, and I just love how they express frustration. And I think I wish I could shake like an earthquake in LA was my way of saying like, I am so angry I could shake, you know? And the person who was my ex that I was writing about basically was me saying like, I wish I could be as big of a dick as James Dean to like make you just get out of my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I love poetry and I just kind of like always saying things in a way that you don't think about it and making somebody think, well, he could say it this way. He could mean this or he could mean that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like enough to where I get out of the way and I can let you just decide what it's about and make it your own thing. Absolutely. So, well, that's one of the mysteries and, and greatest challenges of, of writing lyrics is, is mm-hmm. when do you write a lyric that's so clear what the point that you're trying to make and when do you sort of make it a bit uh, nebulous and, and uh, more imagery driven and, and, you know, that that's, I, I don't know, I, I, maybe it just, and then I also think about how the line needs to sound. I mean, the sound of the word is really yeah. important to me. So yeah, that, that, yeah. Li- that line that, I, that, you, that you said, it, I just loved the play on words. And yeah, just the, the analogy or the, the comparison of, of shaking like an earthquake in LA. I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. that was really clever and hadn't heard it said like that before. And yeah. Um, yeah, it's and yeah. I, I love LA too. Like I th- I had just gotten back from there uh when I had written that song. So mm. it was fresh in my mind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even though I've never felt an earthquake in LA. <laughs> so Yeah, that's that's probably best. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. I don't know, do you think about like I'm just releasing singles? Uh, mm-hmm. or, or, you know, there's probably a full record that you want to release, but you're, you're in it right now and it's, it's not done. Um, yeah. I mean, do you like how you're just releasing singles and eventually the record comes out? Does that feel weird or you wish you, I, I don't know. Yeah. What, are, what are your thoughts about I it? I kind of, I kind of have this idea right now that I want to release a song once a month this year. And there's a few things that I'm going to put out that we have ideas for that I want to put it in between that. But I think, so hypothetically, that means I could maybe have 12 songs that I put out this year. But I truly think it'd be really exciting if I continue to feel inspired and see the songs come to me to have that amount, or at least half that amount, add to a full record next year. Yeah. So maybe put out you know, 12 this year and then have you know maybe six more to add to it. Because I've never put out a record, um, and I kind of feel like it'd be really fun to have it be a substantial amount, and just really a statement of like who I am and where I am creatively and just as a person right now. You know, I have this other idea too that um, I keep going back to early mixes of these songs, and they sound so different and emotional that I think it would be cool to have a B side of in the order of the of the album have these alternate like just sounds of the of the songs yeah to give another 
level expansion of, you know, from the demo to the final thing, you know, just like another like stair step up. So I just want to be open with everybody. I want to, I just want to share what I think is beautiful. And if it's like the, if it's mix one of a song that took four mixes, but it's cool, maybe I should share it, (laughs) you know? So. Yeah. There's just, there's such an intimacy towards, um, making art you know mm. it, it's it's like there's certainly a performance aspect to um you know miley cyrus being on stage um and it's for the world to see and 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 mix with her energy in the songs but i really do think um when you're in the studio and you're making music um it's just yeah, there's a mystery to it all and, and such an intimate yeah. place to be. And um, I think, you know, you need to hold on to that as, as long as you can. I really, I think so. I think that's where the most joy comes from as a, as a creator. Yeah. Yeah, and I think when you, when you let yourself feel that joy, you realize that, you know. I think we can get easily so bent up and like feel stuffed up with, these expectations that we feel like we put on ourselves or we feel like other people are putting on ourselves. And, you know, as an artist, we can function that way for a long time, but it'll tire you out. And I think that's kind of where I got to before this, you know? And it's like, man, I just can't live that way. (laughs) I got to create this. It's like, it's like how you said the reason that you create is like to get out this anxiety or to get out just, to live and it's like yeah that's what that's what this is this isn't about getting someone else's attention to do this or that yeah like that that if you have that intention that's going to be seen through you know and you really have to just humble yourself to just create to create yeah and the people that need it will find it you don't have to be you know pushy and everything like that like the people that need it will find it because it's pure hmm. Yeah, there's this really great line in a Tom Petty song. Um, Most things I worry about never happen anyway. Mm -hmm. And I think I just, over the last, um, you know, I used to have a lot of anxiety issues, and I still struggle with them a little bit, uh, but I haven't had a panic attack in years. And um, I just, I think the world almost like wants us to be nervous and scared and to worry and it's mm-hmm. it's sort of like I had a couple health scares this year and I'm fine, but it's sort of like you know, there's time to worry later. Like right. like when something happens that you know you should worry about, by all means worry. But mm-hmm. you know, I think what's helped me in in, in making uh, my record and, and and just sort of like, you know, stop stop worrying about things that you can't control or things that probably won't happen anyway. It's like we're we're wired to function that way. And I just think all of that does sort of interrupt and get in the way with the purity Mm -hmm. of of writing. Yeah, definitely. Truly, truly does. I mean, I don't have a question, but it's just, it's something that I've been really noticing the last last couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was the secret to unlocking this for me. I really do. Yeah. And, I think, you know, I think there's a lot of people that have figured that out, but I, I would hope that if anything, that can be an encouragement to people too. Like it's not just in music, like you can, you could apply this to so many other aspects of 
people's personal lives even or careers you know like there's a there's a little secret sauce here you know (laughs) yeah yeah are you getting um do you you get like your photos last point i'll let you go your photos your videos are fantastic do do you feel (laughs) do you feel like you're being more vulnerable than before are you nervous about all of that are there any like fears around the release of of these videos photos and songs or you're just feeling great no because no because i'm just having fun yeah like i feel free great and so i don't have any fear of judgment or i feel i just feel like i'm my myself that most the most myself i've ever been (laughs) and so what is there to apologize for you know and yeah, I just feel free. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's just I want I want even the imagery and stuff to be an expression of what the music is for me. Yeah, I, I can I can feel it when I listen and I can see it when I look at the videos. Mm. Um, yeah, there's just I think it's just peeling off the layers that don't matter that are sort of getting in the way. Once you pe- yeah. peel those off. Um, the real Troy and his music comes through and it sounds so mm-hmm. cliche just even, you know, describing it like uh, snake skin or something, but it, it just, no. Yeah. I, I get it though. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, I mean, <laughs> be, I mean, you know that I've started to teach yoga too. Like mm-hmm. those, I think that's really helped me as well. Um, just practicing presence every day as I practice has caused me to be more present, I think, in the moment, you know? Yeah. Such a gift. Yeah, I was really blown away. I was really blown away by the production of of The Door, just, just and especially mm. after hearing the demo. I just thought there was, uh, it was just very clever and, and well done. Mm-hmm. And uh, that the intro, it's weird, the intro, <laughs> it, it's like, it's very different, but it works. And then when it comes back, mm-hmm. when it comes back later in the song, it feels like the right spot. It's it, it's very well. Yeah. It's very well done. It's crafted well. Yeah, that was the scariest one. That was kind of like the test drive. You know, we we're like, do we work well together? Yeah. Do you like what I did? You know. Yeah. Um, and so that was kind of our aha moment too, because we we're like, okay, we just made something totally different. So. Yeah. Let's try song two, song three, song four. You sure. Know. I feel like I asked you this really quick before I let you go. Where did Banded Heart come from? I'm, I'm forgetting. It was just a name I thought was cool. Okay. Um, Bandit was the name of my nanny and papa's cat when I was growing up. Okay. And I just thought the word heart sounded really cool with it. I wanted, yeah. it, to be, I wanted it to be not my name. I didn't want it to be Troy Akers because it's not a persona, but it's something I go to that's even deeper than maybe what Troy Akers is on the outside. You know, you like, know I really struggle with uh, my name. Like, like my uh-huh. sound is a band, and but I just picked my name. And uh, but I I feel a little envious that, that you didn't do your name because <laughs> I, I I feel like maybe uh, I don't know. I'm not sure what I'm going to do with this new record, but it's just yeah. yeah. It's, I agree with you. I hear you. Well, hey, you always have time to. You can always do something different. Yeah. Who's to say? You know, well, I liked Isn't how no rules? I, I liked how Ryan Adams. It was like Ryan Adams and the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. So when I was doing, yeah. when I was doing shows like seven eight years ago, it was Eddie Cohen and the Dark Hearts. That was the name of my band. Oh yeah, 
So uh-huh. I don't yeah. know. Maybe that's what this record will be because it's again, it's just you're right. There's something more than like a name to me. Maybe it pigeons pigeonholes it as something. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's I can't even explain it. Maybe it's my own yeah. insecurity. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think I think all of the hats we wear are different versions of us. And I think Bandit Heart is so much a piece of me that I had to describe like the inside of me, you know? Yeah. So I dig yeah, it. Yeah, because Troy at least so I can be Bandit Heart, but then I can be Troy Akers, you know, just like me and like talk about that, but like I don't know. Yeah. It's a place you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Place you go to express. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Troy, I, great seeing you. Yeah, you too. Continued creativity vibes over there in Nashville. And yeah. you're, you're still in Nashville, right? Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, keep it up, man. I, I'm, I'm a fan. Uh, Thanks, buddy. I dig the music. I'm not just saying that. I think it's great. It's real. It's great lyrics, great production. Your voice has this smoky thing, go, a smoky, smooth, silky thing going on that I think is well, thanks. is great. So just keep it up. Well, thanks. I'm going to send you a couple of other songs that I haven't put out yet that I want you to hear. I'd love to hear them. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. One of the songs, one of the songs is called Blue, and that's the song. That's my favorite song I've recorded so far. Okay. Um, and we recorded that in one day. Wow. And I just have I just have this belief about the song that it's going I hope that it touches people. Um and then the other one is Lasso and we recorded it without a click. We just played it on emotion. Hmm. And it's basically about me letting go of moving to India. And we used this thing called a Playtronica that was like this electric electro current like conducer thing uh-huh. and so we plugged it up to all of my jewelry from india like my ring or my bracelet and we were to play the chorus i would touch my ring and it would play a sample hmm. i would touch my bl- bracelet it would play a sample and so i was touching these things that i had my heart drawn to and it, i literally feel like i recorded how i felt in that moment that's and so cool. that's going to be the final song on the record yeah. So I wanna, I'll send you those. Definitely. I can't wait. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, it's late over there. So sleep, sleep, sleep well and uh, just yeah. stay, in that, stay in that zone, man. You look great. You look okay. happy. Yeah, dude. We'll talk. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll listen to music and, and I appreciate I'll post this like probably, I'll probably post in the next week. But uh, sweet. Just love talking about your new music and congrats again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, dude. Of Thank course, you. dude. I'll see you soon. All right. Have Have a a great night. night. Thanks, man. You too. Shots. The mirror cracks, so don't get caught.
cut on the cuts If this is just a game you wanna say it was what it was But I don't know if I'm strong enough I don't know if I'm strong enough To let go Afraid that you might forget. 